We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. We are joined now by Kevin Jones. Kevin, you are the founder CEO of Blue Wire, which obviously we are a part of, and... In addition to that, you are the host of Striking Gold, which is a 49ers podcast. Oh, by the way, the Vikings and the 49ers play this weekend. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing this evening? My guys, yeah, we're rivals this week. but We are, yes. <laughs> I'm excited for the game and a little nervous, but it also could be a blowout for San Francisco. So there's like a lot of mixed feelings. I, I really feel like the, the NFL is wide open this year. This could be the year that like someone random like the Vikings or Titans, like someone's going to get upset this yes. weekend. And so if I'm a Vikings fan, I'm feeling like there's a chance this weekend. That That's exactly how I've been feeling. And I've, we've been saying it for a couple of weeks or a couple, three, four weeks that the NFC especially is so crazy even. Uh, I mean, you're the 49ers as an example. They win. I mean, it's the second seed. It's the fifth seed. I mean, there's so much, so little separation between these teams that, yeah, I think you're right. Anything really this weekend can happen. We saw it a little bit last weekend. I want to start, Kevin, by asking you this. The 49ers obviously have done well. They won a lot of games, got a great seed, a buy, all these things. What might set them back? What might hold them back from getting to the Super Bowl, aside from obviously the incredible talent on the Vikings roster, but maybe something more <laughs> specific to the 49ers. 
Yeah, I think second corner. So Richard Sherman's getting a lot of accolades. He's getting a lot of attention right now on Twitter. And he's rightfully shut down one side of the field because the strategy from other teams is literally target second corner the whole time. So there's a Richard Sherman conundrum almost. He's, he's so good that it's now a weakness on the field. The 49ers are starting Akilah Witherspoon this week. People like me have been beating the drum. He's getting burned a lot, and he's a high draft pick, and they, they feel loyalty towards him. There's an undrafted free agent that emerges here, Emmanuel Mosley. Witherspoon got benched at the end of the Seattle game, week 17. Mosley came in, also got burned a little, but he also made a nice play. I would be riding with Mosley. Um, it feels like they're a little loyal to a player, so that could be one downfall. Second downfall, it, you know, turnovers have happened with Jimmy G. He's been able to respond, but if, if they turn the ball over three times, they're probably going to lose. Like, you can turn the ball over against a lesser team and still win, but they're going to have to protect the football. And they've had random games where they haven't, and they've had to do a lot of scrambling at the end to win. So, um, it's pretty simple. Um, they, they should come out and execute their game plan. I really believe in Kyle Shanahan. I really, I do think the 49ers are going to win, but there's, there's some weaknesses for sure. It, it, it feels like it's kind of their year, but it also like they, they just got here too, but it, it's been a year where they, they beat the saints. You guys beat the saints as well too. So, um, just their their crazy rise has me has me skeptical and excited. It's just like such so many mixed emotions here. It's hard to not be confident in them, but then it's hard to be surprised if they lose. It's just like everything's crisscrossed. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. No, it does. Oh yeah, sense. you sound like a Vikings fan. Uh, <laughs> so uh, obviously they would like to do both, but what do you believe would be a bigger priority for the 49ers? Um, on Saturday, would it be stopping Diggs or the- Diggs and Thielen, or stopping Dalvin Cook? Like, what what do you think their focus is going to be on? They're not that good of a run stopping unit. So, if I am Minnesota, I do try and get that oiled up early. Try and get an early touchdown. Get Dalvin going. Take the pressure off Kirk. Um, they're really good pass rushing unit when they're on, they can annihilate a game plan. They could, they could turn Kirk cousins upside down and shake him out. If they, if they do it correctly, I'm a little hesitant about Quan Alexander coming back so quickly. I feel like Kyle Rudolph is actually a good matchup in this. Cause it's, he's coming off a torn peck, man. It's, it, you can kind of pick on him. I feel like, but he's, he's one of those crazy NFL guys. His hair is red. Like, you know, he, he's, he's made plays before, but you know, if I'm Kevin Stefanski, I'm trying to run the football early. I'm trying to get Kyle Rudolph involved early. I would put Thielen on the second corner. Like I would attack there and I would put digs on Richard Sherman and I would go Thielen hard on the second corner. That would be my game plan coming out. Uh, you mentioned Quan Alexander. What uh, impact, if any, I mean, he's going to be playing, but like, what, what do you expect from him in this game returning from injury? I hope he doesn't play every snap. That feels just like so much, you know, JJ Watt, it's hard to compare yourself to him, but Quan was amazing earlier in the year. I think this defense felt it when they lost him. They've had Dre Greenlaw emerge, the rookie who made the amazing goal line stop. He's a fifth round pick from Arkansas. They've had some other fifth round picks, you know, come on the scene and then not pan out a year later. So we can't crown them yet, but they've gotten some depth at linebacker. Quan is super good in coverage. He's like, sideline to sideline and now he can guard some receivers like 20 yards down the field so he's very versatile um you know really on defense it's been nick bosa that that changed everything he kind of fell off towards the end of the year it felt like he's never played 13 14 15 games maybe he got a little stonewalled but 
in the middle of the year when this team was crushing teams, he was like the best player from like week six to 10. And it was like totally apparent if, if he gets going, the crowd gets going, Jimmy G gets going. So you, you really want to come out and do like three step drops, make sure Kirk gets, isn't getting sacked early. Cause it could like spin out of control. All right, so we know we know about Jimmy G. We know about Richard Sherman, Nick Bosa, and George Kittle, and all those guys. But who is a guy that maybe Vikings fans may not really know about, but he's someone who could play a big role in uh, in Saturday's result? Debo Samuel has been getting like um, good touches. So it's a rookie second round pick from South Carolina. They've um... They've been using him in motion and using him almost as a running back sometimes. He, he, Kyle hasn't really used a piece like this before, but he's he's had some big plays like that. I could see him throwing a pass because he's he ha- they haven't done that with him yet. Um, Kyle Juszczyk has, has hurt some teams actually deep down the field, like 30, 40-yard receptions. The 49ers have been great with deep plays since Emmanuel Sanders has been added, so you have to mention him. Um Defensively, I feel like people don't know DeForest Buckner, but he's like truly sturdy and like batting down passes and, you know, getting a sack and a half and, you know, just disrupting the game. And then, so the guys coming back from injury are Tart, Chikwaski Tart. He's a strong safety. He's not that great in coverage, but he's good against the run. He'll start. He's been out the last month. And then there's um, Eric Armstead, truly, you know, Watching from afar, he had an amazing year. He really did, and he's on a contract year, and he, they're going to have to bring him back. He's He's been a key piece on the D-line, too. So the D-line is really loaded, and if they get going, they, they can take control of the game. They, they can win on the line of scrimmage, and then Kyle can manipulate the offense. Maybe they don't win on the line of scrimmage physically, but like they have so much motion, someone's wide open. The, like the defense is confused, and so that's the 49ers game plan. Kyle confuses and then the D-line harasses, and that's been 13-3 and three for them. That's, that's, um, the more like, I look at the 49ers and the Vikings, um, the more I feel like they're like almost the same exact team because both like to run the ball, both like to rush, or have great pass rushers, and both like to you know, have the, um, you know, their pass defense you know, set the tone too. So it's, I think it's going to be a close matchup on Saturday. Hopefully, hopefully. I, <laughs> I think you're you're right though, Kevin. In, in it's either going to be very close, or that defensive line is going to just destroy yep. everything the Vikings are trying to doing. And when we and we've seen it when Kirk Cousins gets that kind of pressure, especially early on, that it could be a very, very, very ugly, ugly game. Um, I want to end on this, Kevin, and we'll let you go after this. You kind of mentioned it a little bit with the defensive line, but what do you think is the one thing, like not a player, but what do you think is the X factor in this game? What could make or break the 49ers winning or losing on Saturday? What do you think is the most important thing for them? Oh, I mean, I'm going to beat the drum on second corner. If, if they show up and can defend the pass, um, it, it'll be fine. But I think Stefanski's smart enough to tailor a game plan and stick Thielen on that side. It seems like just so obvious for me what the Minnesota Vikings game plan should be. You know, short passes early to Kyle Rudolph, get Dalvin Cook going, set up a play action to get Thielen a long touchdown early. Like the 49ers can get trapped. They're, but if their D line gets going, then they can take control of the game. But I'm 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 really worried about that second corner because it could be their undoing and fans are gonna be so blown. 
and it's it's not even surprising because it's really been an issue, I think, and it's bubbled up at the wrong time. Well, sometimes things are obvious, but the Vikings don't like to do the obvious. So yeah. keep keep having the faith. Or There's still whatever. a chance, Kevin. Yeah. There's still no a way. chance. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'm excited for you guys, and I'm, I'm keeping you on the line. I know it's late there, but, I mean, are you – do you have faith in Kirk? Because I think a big storyline here is the 49ers are so happy they have Jimmy Garoppolo, but, like, it's such a showdown here. Like, it – it's never QB versus QB. The football game's bigger than that. We'll have to see what happens. But at the end of the day, we remember that it's on the QB's legacy. It feels like Kirk got a little bit of a monkey off his back at New Orleans, and he, he could be playing confidently. But you guys are Vikings fans, too. You're used to disappointment. So, like, what is the mood right now? That's totally it. Is I'm ready for him to play as well as he played last week. We've seen him be that good, but I would not be shocked at all if it was a total disaster and he had like three fumbles, three strip sack, like lost fumbles in the first like quarter and a half. Yeah, no. Usually, usually we can we can tell like pretty early if he's gonna have a good game or be terrible because you look at the week 16 game against the against the Packers on Monday night he was just missing throws like right away just missing like little uh you know short screen passes and things like that but you know against the Saints he's firing you know deep balls down the field and and hitting guys you know in the bread basket so you know it's usually pretty easy to tell pretty pretty quickly yeah if he's if he's going to be on his game or not, I don't know how that is with with Jimmy G. But usually Kirk has to get into a little bit of a rhythm if he's going to be doing pretty well, and and he did did that on Sunday. So hopefully uh, that happens on Saturday. The other thing too with Kirk is he definitely does. It feels like he panics harder when the focus is on him, like on Monday night yeah. games when everybody's yeah. talking about Kirk and blah 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 blah. And it doesn't feel. I mean, there's a showdown happening here, but it doesn't feel like the same. It's either Kirk or we lose situation. And the way the defense played last week and the new defensive line, like if they're going to have Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter moving around on the defensive line, I feel like Kirk will have enough of that pressure lifted off of him. And the, sun, the sun's going to be out. And the sun will be out. And so he's yeah, so, We're Which good. is always good for Kirk. So, no, yeah, for real, good. though. No, for real. That is a psyche part of football, yeah. non-analytics, like – you can't measure those types of things. I actually, I like Kirk. I really do. I root for him. I grew up a Redskins fan and the first job I ever had was covering the Redskins and he was a rookie and he, he got into the worst situation possible, like being behind RG three and then being like the suck up to Kyle and putting the pressure on RG three. He's been in some difficult situations with Dan Snyder and contract negotiations. He's truly, I'm proud of him. Like, this is amazing that he's made it this far. The Vikings are a really well-coached team when you look around the rest, the rest of the league. They really are. But um, it feels like it could be that you're in the same Kirk situation the Redskins were next year. There's going to be more pressure on him. It's basically a contract year for him next year. This is obviously every next game is the biggest game of his career. But he wins this one. He's going to get a lot of breathing room. He makes an NFC championship game two on the road. Like he's He might get an extension. Yes. This offseason. So I was, I was going to say, if he wins, he's going to get a lot of money, too. Yeah. It would be smart to give him that extension <laughs> if he got to the NFC Hell Championship yeah. game and just like take that pressure off him because he, he's a quarterback who, until you prove you can win a Super Bowl, like, yep. you know, the pressure is going to mount on you. Yep. Um, For sure. No, that, that makes a ton of sense. You're right about the two, the, 
it's like because it's only a three-year deal i mean it's a massive amount of money and it's all guaranteed whatever whatever but only three years feels like there's still something like we're waiting for him to prove something still like he still has to prove to the vikings that he can get an extension and yeah i think if he wins this next game if he loses though it is going to be that it's going to be hard to extend him after just winning one playoff game but 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 you can't hate with what he's done like you know making making this making this second round of the playoffs he limited turnovers this year losing Stefanski is going to be tough you're going to have to you know if he goes to the browns um yo i want to let you go after this but my last thing is what's happening with the secondary is this real with xavier rhodes meltdown and yeah uh mike hughes is is alexander playing and then alexander's out again yeah, Alex um, will not be playing. Yeah. He is there. He's going to have uh, surgery. Uh, yeah, surgery, and they're going to wait to see if they're going to put him on IR until after the surgery. Oh my so, yeah, God. Like, it's totally real. And the Xavier Rhodes <laughs> thing has been happening. That's been like all quietly yeah. happening all year. Yeah, so that was not. Even last year, too. Yeah, that was not really no. surprising last week. But, yeah, that's real. He That's what he is but, now, which is sad. But, but Yeah, but true. he played, you know, for Xavier Rhodes, um, he, last week he actually played really well. Yes, Other than we that 50-yard 50 50 pass that he gave up, <laughs> which is odd to say. Other than that 50-yard yeah, bomb That's he what up. I was going to say, which maybe he says played, more about how he'd been playing before yeah. that. <laughs> no, but, but the... You know what? The secondary they shut down on uh, they shut down Michael Thomas last week, so you you got to give him some credit for that. And I think no, it's going to be interesting because Kyle, I think, is going to come out throwing. I oh think. yeah, I, the Vikings. The, the Vikings don't do well with with the type of receivers that the 49ers have, which are like uh, speedy, you know, smaller guys who are quick and twitchy like that. They they're better with the bigger guys like Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. So I'm curious to see what what. Zimmer's plans are for this week because he rolled out a pretty uh, pretty good game plan last week against against the Saints. So I'm, I'm curious. It, it's going to be fun. I yeah. I mean, these are two of the best coaches. These are two of the best teams. I yep. think um, the Vikings are in a tough spot because of the injuries, but the the fans should be kind of proud of how far they made it. But it's, it yeah. feels like people are ready for the inevitable disappointment. I, <laughs> oh, I it, 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 so it was tough for me. Was that? I want the 49ers to make the Super Bowl this year, but I would actually be happy for Kirk, to be honest, if this happened, yeah. and happy for Vikings fans. Me it, too. It, it's fun when it's surprising, you know what I mean? When you're like, oh, yeah. oh wow. We yeah, yeah, that's championship game? Wow. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about the Titans this year. Like, I don't really care, but, like, part of me is like, yeah, Titans, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah take them out. Go, keep, keep, keep going. <laughs> yeah, Tannehill, do that. <laughs> well, at least the Patriots won't be in there. Yeah. You guys are the true underdogs in the NFC, but still have, like, a good... I think like good shot for being the the lowest seed left. Oh, um, for sure. And to my listeners on striking goal, bleeding purple, legit Vikings coverage. Check in like oh, yeah. what they have to say after oh, yeah. this game too, because it's it will be worth your while. Tyler and Adam are are killing it. Um, appreciate you guys. Thank, Thank you, Kim. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.